0: hey guys welcome back to another episode of truth carpet i am unique love and i'm here with my best friend betty boop she is that girl you know you see her but fresher more popular more bestie 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 westie is my bestie from the west <laughs> from the Westie, <laughs> your reaction threw me off and it reminds me of the gif i mean the meme that you sent me what was that this past weekend that you sent me when like they said, when somebody, when somebody else say that your best friend,
1: best friend, yeah, best friend. Yeah. yeah
0: and then they was moving a little hand. We gonna he kinda of posted on our Instagram. I'm like, um who you talking about? Your best friend right here.
1: <laughs> lying but that's,
0: that's how that's how it really be. It's like, no, that's my best friend. Like you can't share.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like we can't share. I mean you can't share. You
1: don't have your own best friend? It
0: just kinda of makes me feel weird inside.
1: That
0: part. Is it jealousy? I don't know. I don't know. But, but anyway, just
1: saying, welcome to the show, y'all. It is I see Monet, aka Motuda, eat to the, and we are in season three, episode nine. Fine, yes, you good feeling fine. Wow i'm proud of us it's The switch up be real you know, like. right
0: <laughs> I, I got this did you have a bun last time
1: <laughs> i, I had know, my I'm curly hair these, last time one of these episodes but i'm like i brought out roxy say hi to roxy hey girl. roxy
0: into the, the plants husband. that we don't remember the name i don't remember the name one day two
1: and three
0: yes but anyway <laughs> we're here with another episode um wow we are in june 2022
1: Right,
0: it's June now. I remember oh. like staring at the calendar, like, okay, which days I'm gonna take off because it's been a while since I took vacation time off. So, you know, just like planning my year out, but like I'm like, dang, we're here already.
1: Girl, you calling for a vacation, I'm calling for the last day of school. <laughs> <laughs> count down,
0: the final countdown until summer. Vacation. <laughs> dang, yeah, time is flying by. Um, There has been some good things going on this year. There has been some not so great things going on this year. But, you know, just um, looking forward to things to celebrate. I remember meeting with my director um, and we were talking about like stress, um, things that we're going through, like feeling overwhelmed with work and everything. And one of my coworkers was like really going through it um, with just the workload that we had at that time. Um, as well as, you know, like different things that's going on in her yeah. life. And I kept coaching her, she wasn't listening, but I kept coaching her to learn how to say no.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we have, you know, a role that we play, but we're not super women. And this is why we don't take conferences on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And we only take two, try to take it um, at max too, because there's so many things that we're taking on regarding... Um, other people's traumas and things that they've experienced and then you you only you have your own stuff as well too so like for example um this isn't her story I'm just making this up but like imagine if you just um I'm trying to think of something that's not too traumatic but the first thing that came to my mind was IPV like somebody could come to work with the biggest smile on their face and you know look so beautiful and everything and put back Put together but they just got punched in the mouth before they got to work by their partner um and then going through a conference with your client and they're talking about ipv and you gotta like keep a a face like a stoic face on and not like cry and not i mean it's okay to cry but it's not about you this is about the client so we go through so much even if it's not something that you personally endured or anything you still have to be able to breathe take a beat and you know go on with the day so just learn how to say no and learn how to like delegate your calendar that's one of the beautiful things about my job is we get to say what our schedule looks like yeah so with that like just don't be a yes man person to everybody they know the rules of when they're supposed to submit their request and everything like that and you know your schedule that's the beautiful thing of managing it so anyway I during that meeting told them well, my best friend told me <laughs> to just always have something to look forward to. So I just always, you know,
1: child. she said at her meeting that her best friend told her. Yeah, I said, Not Betty, no. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, it was just like, you know, my best friend told me to just all these things that I have going on are moments to look forward to. So it's like I'm working in order to get to that weekend where I have something planned or get to that vacation, and I have something planned to live forward to, but at the same time, in those small increments, have something else, like I'm just getting back into the gym, or reading a book, just certain, the uh, certain treats, uh, yeah. so to speak, to work for, but that don't mean you stress yourself out, so.
1: Girl, let me tell you, because baby, I need to practice what I preach, <laughs> not that I don't give myself things to look forward to, but there's plenty, things that I have planned especially when summer officially hit like I have so many things that I want to do especially when it comes to fully in um exploring New York because I don't feel like I really had a chance to do that y'all I've been here almost a year and still haven't been to Central Park so that's like oh right so that's like one of the things that's definitely at the top of my list taking my camera I'm going can I go yes you can oh
0: you. Absolutely. hopefully I'm not worried because I know you're probably going to go during the day <laughs> but that'll be dope because I've never been inside either I don't think
1: um, so I've seen it on the news. I give myself things to look forward to, but the reason why I say I need to practice what I preach is because sometimes I forget that I have things to look forward to. Sometimes mm-hmm. in the moment when it's so frustrating and I'm going through something, it's like, damn, I really don't want to do this right now. I wish I wasn't going through this right now, but it's like, look you sometimes you just got to go through certain things to get to the next chapter or the next phase you got to get through the obstacle in order to see like the fruits of your labor you yeah. know so I have to remind myself of that like I'm not doing what I'm doing for nothing I'm working towards greater goals that are bigger than what's in front of me right now so sometimes I just have to endure the process yeah <laughs> you know I got to trust the process And everything that comes along with that in order for me to continue elevating and growing into the person that I'm meant to be. So I have those things I'm looking forward to, but in those moments where I forget about the things I'm looking forward to, I need to remind myself of that. So maybe I need to keep a little piece of something around or put a little post-it up or something at work or a picture of where I know I'm I'm going one day or something like that. Like just a little a subtle reminder, you know, yeah. that I always see it. Like, so it's kind of like when you wake up in the morning and you have like a note on your mirror or something like that, I'm thinking of keeping something close beside me while I'm at work to keep something near my desk. And maybe change my screen say that'll help too. Like, yeah. you know, the beach that I want to visit, the country something I want to visit like that. Um And then also too, everybody should we should all do this together because we're okay through the year it's, it's june so it's the sixth month which means we have six more months to go mm. and i like to always say like i have a ritual of saying like my next six months will be my best best six months like an affirmation of i'll constantly reminding myself like as i continue growing and glowing like good things are going to continue to happen um also with an understanding that there's other things that might try to deter that but
0: or change the timeline. Exactly. It's okay if it slows you down.
1: Exactly. So, you know, check, check that information, y'all. I literally wrote that on my wall um, before I on well, my whiteboard before I moved to New York. It was my next six months, will be my best six months. I think I first wrote that. It was in the February or March. And within that time frame, I had got a job out here, moved all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And then before I moved to New York, my other affirmation was. Um, let my helpers find me because I knew when I was moving I was going to be in a new environment new yeah people, new space um new opportunities to-, to learn about myself but I also know like I can't I couldn't do this journey alone so aside from me having like just a couple people here that I already know yeah yeah my sister dad but it's also a matter of like me having a new job and getting to know those people and like just exploring and networking with different things that I want to do mm-hmm. so and I feel like I have so far you know have found that so we gotta we gotta hone into those affirmations that you truly have to believe what you're saying so right. say it with me y'all my next six months will be my best six months, months. my next six, six, months six months will be, be my, my best six months
0: my next six months will be my is that the name of the next
1: six podcast be episode we'll, we'll see
0: I like that I like that and I love the affirmations too like before I shared when um Moni will give affirmations I would post it on my uh, bulletin board because you need those well I can't speak for everyone I need those to get through just a day or sometimes just an hour of the day uh just to stay positive because there's so many things that can put put you into the slump I like the idea too of um Posting things that you have to look forward to Mm -hmm. because it's that reminder right in your face. But I'll probably do that at home, maybe because you know, just the thought of people looking or asking questions about. I don't know.
1: You can do your screensaver, like you know, a beach or something, like a country fun on business. Ooh, one thing that my job does have—it's like on the screensaver. Mm -hmm. It's automatically set to like show you different places. I think this is how the computer is set up. So sometimes I'll see something I'm like, oh, that's pretty. And I click on it and it'll tell me like what country is. Oh, in. cool. So I'll save it as my favorite. So when the screensaver is on it, like it'll show me like those places that were my favorite. Oh, that's dope. I gotta visit that place. I'm like, nice. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, I like singing, that. You know? <laughs> <your> screen screensaver.
0: <laughs> Any, anything else going on with you? Anything you want to share with the people?
1: You know, just grateful for life, honestly. <laughs> that still here live and breathe and still have a purpose we all still here even y'all that's listening right have a purpose so hone into that live and breathe life into yourself each and every day wake up getting out of bed Mm. you know even if you're just putting on your shoes and going outside for a few minutes like we have to remember to love ourselves even when times get rough okay right
0: that part Mm -hmm
1: that's it for me and that is it for me so you know what that means it's time for me to give y'all the rundown for today's show so heading on over into the icebreaker today we are going to be discussing from the last episode that task card we had y'all didn't listen to episode eight which was fire by the way (laughs) we're going to be continuing the task card from the deck that we had and discussing how that worked out for us Then heading on over to suite 223, your girl Mo, me, is going to be reading a poem about Black kings dedicated to the Black men out there, so stay tuned for that one, y'all gonna love it. And then we are heading on over to the cab. Hot topic, seven, glass of wine is already ready. We are going to be discussing the relationship with our fathers. Father's Day is coming up, so it's only right that we talk about the relationship that we have with them You know, the good, the bad, the better. It's all going to be detailed in that segment. Fathers, I know y'all are listening. So (laughs) can't wait to hear what y'all think about this episode. And then we're going to go over into the dorm story segment. And we're going to talk about our favorite memory that we have with our fathers. And then last but not least in the announcement segment, I always say there's always something for you to know. So stay tuned to the end. All the way to the end. <laughs> so <laughs> you can find out what we have for you, whether it's a sale, know what our question of the month is, how you can win a prize. Just know what we have in store for y'all. Just things to look out for. That's why it's called the announcement, y'all. Yes. All right. All right. So without further ado, we are heading on. Oh, look, to the icebreaker segment. Hey. The icebreaker I'm the the goodness, segment. I'm... Oh, Boom. Shh.
0: hey y'all this is our icebreaker segment for our podcast episode nine and we are going to touch on or yeah touch on what we pulled from last week which is a card, an action card about getting something off of your chest, but in a loving way. In a
1: loving way, and for those of you that to, did not listen to the last episode, we got we pulled this card from the um, impact deck created by Best Self Company. They have a bunch of different types of deck, and this one was an impact deck, and we chose an action card. And now we are back here to give you
0: <laughs> how that
1: works. A response out for to our us. action, right.
0: <laughs> yes. So um and if you didn't listen to the last episode this was a random card that we pulled so it wasn't like we went through the deck and said oh let's do this one but this was something that uh, we shuffled the cards and we were uh told by the card (laughs) to (laughs) to in a nice way get something off of our chest so you want to start Moni
1: yes I can okay so when we first pulled the card I definitely thought Who and what? Who would I say it to and what would I say to them? Um, And then it dawned on me after a few days, after going through a certain situation, and I really wish I could go into detail, but I don't want to get in trouble. I'm just (laughs) going to skate across the surface and say that I realized that when speaking to certain people, no matter how you say it, whether it's in, no matter how much of a loving way you try to say it, The message just doesn't get across. And so this person that I was speaking to, maybe one day I can say whom, but as of today, I cannot. (laughs) Um, But in regards to the person that I was speaking to, it just didn't come across that they understood why I was saying what I was saying. Um, They tried to make me feel as if I was, uh, what's the word that I want? less than or not smart enough um as if I had made a mistake when I did not you know so it's just belittling you kind of exactly thank you that's the great word to use, belittling me and in my head I'm thinking now I know for a fact that me taking the time to even bring up the situation and want to just speak to you on the way of understanding why you did what you did and why you said what you said, yeah. but you're pretending as if it didn't happen. That bothers me. Yeah, that bothers me. Like, well, oh, what are you talking about? What do you mean? it? you know exactly what I'm talking about, and you're trying to play it off as if it's nothing. Yeah, it's something because I'm bringing it up, and I would like to discuss it. But it, it kind of didn't work out in my favor.
0: <laughs> um, you started off with a specific way of saying that um sometimes the message can't get through to the person Mm -hmm. I forget exactly what your language is if you're listening to the podcast and yeah, you're probably listening to which is me so I like to listen back (laughs) (laughs) um it may be the same wording but the message may not be received I want I would I would say it that way opposed to it not getting across because I wasn't in the room with you when you took on this task for that person. Um, So I don't want to blame you uh, for not delivering the message in the correct way, but it could be that person too, that they weren't receptive of that message. Mm -hmm. Or that a lot of times when we're having conversations with people, humans prepare themselves for a response uh, as a a, uh, defense mechanism opposed to actually hearing what the person is saying, letting it sit in, especially like, I think Cali is the same way, but especially like the East Coast, uh, the tri-state area, we're so fast with everything. Mm-hmm. And then when it's a, a little inkling of silence, it's like we get impatient or it kind of feels weird. Like even if you think of the nature of the streets, it, it feels comfortable for some people to hear ambulance and noise and stuff for them to sleep. comfortably as opposed to like if you live somewhere else you need silence for that so the same thing could be in conversation if um she was sorry that person was possibly just like a guinea pig uh, or a hamster on the wheel preparing for a response or preparing to divert from what you were saying to get to where they wanted to to be they weren't ready uh, possibly which is unfortunate and which sucks because i know um, as a person who probably didn't want to say anything at all, it took you some time to prepare this and to get yourself comfortable to say something. And then for it to go that way, it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, I could have just kept that to myself.
1: Right. I felt like that too. And I was like, you know what, but I'm still proud of myself.
0: Yeah, I'm before proud of you too. actually
1: saying something and figuring out for myself how it could come off, I mean, how to say it in a loving way. So I didn't come off as like rude or like trying to pressure somebody to give me an answer. Yes, yeah. I just wanted understanding and make sure
0: that we were on the same page. That's all. Snap it up for most of them.
1: Because <laughs> it was hard for me, y'all.
0: <laughs> um, for this assignment, it was kind of hard because I didn't really know what I needed to get off of my chest, mm-hmm. period. Like, I feel like, I mean, I've been in therapy for a year now, consistently, like without breaking up with my therapist and getting a new one. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, with that, I've learned to, it took a while, but I've learned to um, be open to the idea of communicating what I'm feeling opposed to shutting down, which is comfortable for me. Um, But regarding this assignment, it was like, I don't really got no beef going on. I don't really have anything drama related um, that I need to share. But something that I did do differently and that I had to share in a loving way was. um, After going, me and Moni went on a trip and something traumatic happened during that trip. And in in the heat of it I didn't feel anything I guess like the adrenaline was going and I'm just like a mother like making sure everybody else is okay so when asked by one of the persons in a party party meaning group of people <laughs> um if we were okay the instant reaction was yeah I'm okay I'm I'm worried about everybody else I'm okay you know I'm not injured I'm okay um but then I noticed where when It was time for me to separate from a person that I love and that person checking on me just hey let me know when you get home this and this is happening blah blah blah. Uh, Going into work the next day kind of made me feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. Um, and I noticed that I wasn't the giddy yaya or unique coming into the office and cheerfully saying good morning to everybody and putting on a podcast or music to help me go with my day I just felt I can't say I felt down but I just felt like my body was at work but I wasn't at work
1: I don't know exactly what you
0: mean. and typically I would just be there and whatever people think they think whatever people say they say I don't care but in the past that has not gone well because rumors start of this person must be going through that or this person must be feeling this or this person feels some type of way about me because when I asked this they responded this way not thinking about what I'm actually going through or what I actually feel and it's not you it's like something that I'm dealing with so I took it upon myself to one first step was to ask someone if they had time if they will um if they could speak with me so I can like speak to somebody because I didn't have a therapy session until a little over a week so I just needed to speak to somebody but then the second one was instead of that day that person was available the next day and I was like okay I'm at work crying I'm at work like not want to be bothered by anybody so I had to send an email which I didn't want to do like I didn't want nobody to know nothing I just tried to keep it as broad as I could mm-hmm. but then the second email I was like hey this happened to me, this is happening overall. This happened to me this weekend. So if you see my door closed or if you see that I'm not behaving in my typical manner, just know that this is what I'm dealing with kind of thing. And that's not my norm because I like to keep like with my friends and everything, like I just keep a private world with me, especially if it's something like that you would think that you need a shoulder to lean on. Like I don't have my own shoulder, I could like lay on it kind <laughs> of, but you know, kind of get a crooked in your neck. So it felt good to let them know that because then in response, they were like, you know, if you need anything, if you need to take a day off, if you need somebody to talk to, then don't feel, you know, like you can't say anything to us. We're here to support you in that way. And then the next day that person, like I remembered that, hey, I told this person that I'm free starting at two um I'm not gonna say anything but that person at 215 was like oh hey you know sorry I was so busy but I remembered to call you and that kind of like helped me through that so that was something that was to get something off my chest because if I didn't do that I would have kept it to myself um and that was something that I normally wouldn't do so that was like a big task for me but at the same time I did it without thinking about the card because I guess I felt like I needed it and I didn't want to go back into a um, pattern that typically happens at the workplace.
1: Yeah, I think it's honestly very commendable of you to send like in a work environment um an email of that magnitude to just let people know like hey you notice XYZ because of XYZ. So it's not, you know, like to be that open and expressive in the work environment like someplace you're not you're not able to you know to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to receive like the, the generosity and responses that you did receive. It wasn't a matter of, you know, like shaming you in any any type of way, you know, most, it was more it was love in that. You yeah. Know? So I'm like, that's that's big in itself. I think that's definitely um completing the task. It was most definitely in a in a loving way like this is what happened, blah 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 blah. Yeah
0: thank you it was it was never wrecking too because like I said I typically
1: Ooh, oh
0: you want some water <clears throat> Oh, my throat been dry and when you're recording like this pretty much like we're live yeah I'm good
1: now though it's my allergy that's so I sound kind of raspy. anyway <laughs> but it, it
0: it was difficult in a way that uh like I don't know, like putting your business out there, and then you know wanting to keep work at work and private at private. So kind of like trying to kind of teasing this kind of happened in my private life into work.
1: Yeah.
0: But um. you definitely
1: try to keep the two separated. Yeah, okay.
0: but yeah, just to know that you, if if needed, that support is there is is good to know. So at least they know, okay. hey, if you see my door close or. If I'm seem like I'm ignoring you, I'm not. I'm just in my own space right now.
1: I must say, I also I appreciate the card because I feel like without it, I would not have done what I did. Yeah. At all, like I kept remembering, like I had to complete this car about the next. Because you
0: know, I want to ask you, or you right. know, the people might say, "Hey, we've
1: right. been listening you to the, the podcast." The car, they can't not do
0: it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's our icebreaker for today.
1: That is our icebreaker, and we definitely broke some ice, okay? Yes, and
0: I will want to I want um, extend this to everyone else, too. If you have something that you've been going through, experiencing, or feeling like it's weighing on your chest and you need to let it out, it's okay to let it out. Just make sure that you let it out in a loving way. Yeah. And
1: that concludes our icebreaker segment, y'all. Of- <laughs> <laughs> and now we are heading on over into Sweet 223
0: two, two, three. Lego. Hey y'all, welcome to Sweet
1: 223. It is I, Monique, Simone, (laughs) Mota, Ita, the girl with the big hair, you know, whichever you want to call me today. (laughs) (laughs) But in honor of Father's Day, in honor of Black men, Black kings, I have a piece that I'm going to recite, which some of you may have heard before, this this poem or (laughs) rap-ish, it's cycling around the internet okay somewhere so you may have seen or heard this before but i felt it appropriate to bring it to the truth carpet for another round because it's been a couple of years since this piece has um i've read it out loud okay so dang should i do the which version of this should i do whatever you're
0: feeling yet your, well <laughs> i want to say whatever you're feeling your heart but whatever you're feeling your dream <laughs>
1: I I ain't feeling that yeah but let's see um all right so let's get into it this is Black King they say he's misunderstood that's a misconception they simply shoot him and they cut from basal skin complexion they throw him behind bars assume guilty but never innocent a victim to the system before birth is just a precedent irrelevant I think not as a Black Queen it's my duty to uplift my kings when the negatives unruly. He walks down the street, all eyes, judge and jury, yet the man is educated and involved in his community. Unity, I think not, our black men are still victims. No matter if their leaders, they'll be caught up in the system. As a daughter of a black king, I'm taking the stand to spread love all the time for the black man. You are appreciated, underrated, educated, talented. The skills you possess are a threat and it's challenging, but keep your head up when they don't want to see you win. They'll try to label you a threat to view your strengths as sins. I'm tired of all the negativity surrounding my brothers. Don't tear them down to turn around and try to claim that you love them. The conspiracy is eerie, will the cycle be over? I'm down with the man that smiles with the world on his shoulders. As a black queen, I need to support my black king, uplift my black king, the world hates my black king. He's got a target on his back when what he needs is a boost they rather hang him, seeing him dead around his neck with a noose. If you know a black man, you should tell him you love him. Could be your father or your brother, best friend or your cousin. When the world beats him down, it's like a whip on his back. A reminder that his existence stays under attack because he's black. So let's eliminate the stereotype that all black men are thugs and just can't do right. To so all my black queens stand with me, let me know if you're down to adjust our king's crown and let them know that we're proud as the daughter of a black king I'm taking a stand to spread love all the time for the black man
0: Wow, um I
1: haven't read that one in a while
0: yeah I've I've heard this poem a few times before and every time it's just like it's heavy. Like, it, it's poetically smooth and it's a rap, and it's like, make to get into, like, okay. <laughs> but then it's like, every time it's like, you get excited for the things that you say that he's educated, he's dedicated, he's all these great things. But damn, like, I can't even breathe. I can't even walk out of my house comfortable because. I don't know how, but you're seeing me as a threat. You clutching your purse, you're walking across the street, you're calling 911, you're doing all these things because of the color of my skin and the the gender that I am. And as I say that, I'm not even just thinking about people who are white, but people who are Black as well. Like I'm in my head processing and thinking about times where I was younger and I would feel uncomfortable even now honestly I, it's been a while since this happened but seeing a group of black men uh I can't say now but like as an older person too um being nervous to walk through um a group of black men and they can just be they won't even probably say anything to you but just like the the thoughts of what could possibly happen and protecting yourself and holding on to your acting like you're on the phone with somebody, like just all the things that socially we were raised to, to do or to think um, it's sad. It really is sad. And then just thinking about like our own black Kings who we have our nephews um, who we have to, you know, let them know how strong they are and, and it, in that sense, but then also teach them about how to protect yourself or hold yourself if you get pulled over by the cops, whether that's pulled over walking or pulled over in a car. And it's just, uh, it's just sad. And we think about us as people, um, black men, but the black boys too. Um, When my nephew was, I probably said this before but he was like really, really young, like maybe four or five years old. And I don't remember what was going on, but I remember him crying and we were like, you know, like trying to get him to say what was wrong. And he was crying because of the color of his skin. Not that he didn't like it, but because of the fears of other people, what was going on. I think that was a, a little bit around the time, of like the whole Trayvon Martin situation, like he was a baby. Um, but baby in my eyes and I didn't like know how to comfort him or anything so thank God for his dad who's a a black king Um, I just called him like hey like help me handle the situation and then uh, basically what he told his dad was he didn't feel like people would like him because because of the color of his skin and then he was like well what about the color of my skin because they're all brown I'm the only light-skinned person in my family and um he was like well what about me do you like me I'm brown he said yeah I like you he was like well what about mommy and he said I like mommy and then he was like well mom, guess what mommy likes daddy like you know like making <laughs> yeah. making a joke of it and that kind of comforting him but it's it's great that we can comfort one another and we have to that it's like it's left on us to for that duty because the rest of the world is not going to do that Um, it's a sad reality that we live in but I mean they have to know that they are worth what they are worth whether you have a degree whether you don't have a degree whether you have whatever like your assets don't make you great but just because you're black like you're you're rich as fuck like (laughs) the melanin the melanin like look at people imitating you like you're you're dope you're dope so just keep your head held high don't let your crown fall off I, I love your poem, and I, I don't care whether it's stuff going on in the world or not. This is something that people should read often and hear often just to be reminded of their, like, who they are and have dignity All Right? Yeah, I can't,
1: I, I wrote it when I was still living in LA, so this is a few years back. Um, but I remember around the time I was like, dang, I wanna do something for Father's Day, but I don't really know what to do. And I remember one of my friends at the time had told me, you know, they were expressing that there's not enough positive images or not enough love going out to black men. Mm. Why is it, you know, you always hear about protecting black women, you know, or giving love to black women. Yeah. But you don't hear enough about supporting and giving love to black men because men are seen as, you know, the providers, the protectors, but at the same time, they need love and care too. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, you got a point. So that's what inspired the piece. Yeah. Um, I thought i writing because I'm like, I have plenty of Black men in, in my Sorry. life that I love and care for. And it would hurt me to my core for something to happen to them from some type of mistaken identity situation or any type of thing. Right. Um, so, like, aside from the pieces that I have written as far as, like, racism is concerned, I wanted to pinpoint on the significance that Black men actually have in place in this world. Um, even though through the eyes of some they may just be seen as you know just this one type of character you know without ever even really getting to know who this man is and there are so many qualities within him mm-hmm. that you know just based off judgment um and just taking like a quick glance you would never even know you would never even know even with the judge of book by his cover yeah. and not even know what this <laughs> man has to offer the world he has plenty to offer so shout out to black men black black boys <laughs> yeah. out there striving, surviving, you know, um protecting, providing off like all of that. Like keep keep doing the damn thing yeah growing you know, and growing in your melanin skin. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Because we love you. Ain't nobody else told you to say we,
0: we love you.
1: Okay. Yes. <laughs>
0: and if you have a black king, a black prince, in your life let them know that you love them men love hugs and kisses too they might not say it but they they like the they like to be the little spoons too (laughs) show them some love the little spoon spoon. they like that too so you know just show them some love and let them know the same way that they love on us love on them as well right you know that song girls need love men need love too did
1: you just make that up
0: it's a song, I think. <laughs> is it Kay- Lonnie. Let us know. But it's a song called Girls Need Love. Ooh. No, I added that part. Oh. Men need love too. Okay. But it'd be like, Girls Need Love too. It's Men need Love too. The face and
1: everything.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. But thank I, you for that, that poem. I, I love it.
1: Yes, feel free to comment about. The black men that you love and care about it in your lives, below, let us know so we can say hello. <laughs> we are moving on over into which segment?
0: Hot topic. Hey, Let's go. Yes, go. Hey, guys, we are now in our calf segment, which is why Moni is taking a drink because she's a little thirsty. She's a little parched. Okay. Okay. but this is our Father's Day episode where we will be talking about our experiences with our fathers and fathers. Plus, I just made that up. This was not (laughs) our discussion that we had, but, you know, just our experience um, as being daughters. Um, or bonus daughters mm-hmm. and um yeah let's just jump into it this uh i don't know i might get emotional i may not um that's a warning sign right. but
1: let's <laughs> see.
0: let's see there are so many songs about um mothers not really a lot about daddies i i know that beyonce's
1: I about say, beyonce right, has beyonce.
0: yeah but other than that it's a lot of mama songs but yeah we we should probably write a daddy song Daddy, you know I I love you <laughs> you know I love you Papa Whatever. Papa Whatever. you're the king of my heart all right let's stop before YouTube thinks that we uh, <laughs>
1: right, but stole I the didn't song the whole thing
0: <laughs> right all right so with growing up or even thinking about like having your own family watching movies all that stuff we hear the terminology daddy's little girl daddy's little girl what the heck does that mean what does it mean to be daddy's little girl I'll start okay um so
1: I don't know
0: (laughs) I don't know what it means to be daddy's little girl I think I think that's really a feeling that a father has to be honest like because we're on the receiving end but I feel like of daddy's little girl to have that is to wanna provide for her, to wanna protect her, to wanna like be silly um, in every little moment. I was watching a show uh, this this weekend, or this week, sorry, and a father was saying, you know, um, like in many other scenarios, you're protecting, you're providing all these things, but when it comes to your kid, If making your kid happy means that you have to put on a clown suit or you have to be the bunny or you have to bring a fire truck to drive them off to school, you're going to go to to Hell's End to make sure that you do what makes your your kid happy. Um, And I guess like if you think of like, like like somebody hunched over. And the the little girl is inside, like whatever I got to do to protect, to provide, to see that this little girl is smiling and it's happy and doesn't have anything to worry about. That's what it means to be daddy's little girl. But then on the opposite end is uh, like nobody else matters. Like when I look at the world, I look like daddy is my world, like daddy the opposite daddy makes me smile daddy but daddy knows what it takes like he knows what he's mm-hmm. you know what he's losing quote unquote losing out on because I guess the dad probably doesn't even see it as a loss but like how much he's working um to to be able to provide and you know like he's sweating like hell in that bunny's outfit <laughs> but he's doing like it's the prize to see yeah. my little girl smiling oh my god you know I really want to work extra hours um but it makes me it's more fulfilling for me to pick up my daughter from daycare um to see my daughter succeed like whatever it is and then dang now she graduated and i got to go get that pistol because I, I I gotta I got protect in a different way. It ain't all about like my stern look, it's about my fists. it's about the gun. Cause I know what I was like when I was younger growing up and how I was a dog, and I know it's probably some Definitely. different type of dogs yeah. out there now. And my little girl out there, I don't know. Like my father used to say, let us know. I got a
1: shotgun in the show.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's what I think of when it um when thinking about Daddy's little girl. Um, just like that's your first love yeah. too um the first person that means the world to you um they always say that the man is closer to the mother but the the little girl is closer to the father for whatever reason i'm not sure but i can see maybe because they look like the, the boy usually looks like the mother <laughs> the girl usually looks like i know i look like my dad I've when i look in the style. mirror i've
1: seen it- side yeah but <laughs> for
0: this side when i look in the mirror i'm like dang i look just like my dad i'm lighter the
1: baby girl but on I this him. side she look just like a mama okay. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what 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 does the terminology of daddy's little girl mean to you she's well like
1: daddy will do anything like baby girl just like baby coming. girl Turn into putty, like, oh, you, you melt. know, I've seen men that they can't say no to their daughters. Now, at some point, I'm pretty sure my father had something like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I think, and I'm
0: sure that probably hurt him to say no, too. I
1: think, like, just like a, a man having a daughter and just looking in those big, beautiful brown whatever, hazel eyes, but <laughs> just like. This this little this little person that you made that you are that you're willing to do do anything for, you know, it's just, I think, because I know there's definitely a difference. I've heard this before, like between having, you know, having a boy and then on the other side, having a girl, like more of that like protection and like um, you know, just it's just a different, it's a different type of guidance. I'm not a father. I know based <laughs> what my, I'm not a father.
0: She did. I'm not a father.
1: <laughs> sorry, the, Dad. If you're watching, <laughs> based off what they told me, but it's just a matter of, you know, it's just do, willing, to, willing to do anything to protect, willing to do anything to having to do what you need to do to provide. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been the times. Sorry, y'all. Their, I want to get a
0: little comfortable.
1: Oh. Um, <laughs> I definitely can go under the, the category of spoiled because I have been some time where I would ask for something. I thought I wasn't getting it, but lo and behold, here <laughs> comes Papa. Yeah. even or even if it's not even a matter of like being spoiled, but just being able to um show in different ways that you that you love and that you care like taking the time to sit and have conversations or to go places and create experiences and teaching your daughters different lessons about certain things that you may not necessarily learn from your mom like Mm -hmm. um just just different just different moments and conversations that you have like a father just taking that time to have that that one-on-one yeah like
0: that was a good show (laughs) one-on-one
1: yes exactly a perfect example like some women or girls don't know what it feels like to have that experience of having a close relationship with their father um, and just having certain conversations that have been able to help guide them through life. Like I'm very appreciative of the lessons I've learned from both of my fathers um, and being able to like, understand do's and don'ts of certain things and how to carry myself as a lady, how to watch out for these. These lenses, it's just out of the same But at the same time, like when I need when I need something, um, even if they don't have it, they find a way to help me get it. Yeah, I'm saying so, I would most definitely put myself in the category of that's the
0: girl. Right. So you you answered my question. I was going to ask you if you consider yourself daddy's little girl, but just the way that you responded, I think it's a def- definitely, <laughs> oh, absolutely. I am.
1: I call my dad for all types of things. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, damn, I got a question about, or just, just building a, just a great relationship. Yeah.
0: So for the people who are listening, you mentioned, before I answer that question for myself, you said my dad's with a s did. plural. So you want to let them know?
1: Yes, so I have my birth father, and then I have the father that my mother married. I don't use the word step, so for those of you, I've said this before when we did the sibling episode, I don't use the word step, so I actually call him my papa. Um, I don't call him my stepfather, but sometimes when I say papa, I think I'm talking about my My (laughs)
0: grandfather.
1: But my nephew calls him g paw so it's just like, that's my papa, that's your g And (laughs) It's your language. Right, that's that's our family language, so it's my papa my mother's husband, and then I have my father, my, my
0: birthday. So, yeah. when I'm, so I'm, when I'll be speaking about both of them simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, um, do I think that I'm daddy's little girl? For, for the receiving end, I would say no. Um, because of all the things that I said before, um, I would say no that I'm not daddy's little girl because there are moments that I don't know if I made the memories up because of stories that I've heard. So it's like, cause I, I'm an artist. I create things in my head um, or if it's like an actual memory that I have of my father. But I do remember um, being around like eight or nine uh, when he would come back to Jersey and visit and like certain things that we did together. I do remember those things, but in order to, I guess, if I'm like a judge and like fit in the criteria of what it means to be Daddy's little girl, specifically, to me, it has to be consistent, consistency there. And I didn't, in my experience, in the way that I would say, I didn't cons- consistently have a father or a daddy, because there to me is a difference between a father and a daddy um in my life that I could depend on, that I could lean on, that I could cry to, that like could show me the ropes. I didn't have that. So and I think that time passed. Uh, I think it's, uh, if it wasn't a DSM, there would be an age limit to being considered diagnosed with daddy's little girl syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, and I passed, I surpassed that, but yeah, that's my response to that. Um, so as a child, you, um, get to bond with your, your father and that's like, as a little girl, but uh as time trickles on you get different birthdays and you get older and then you become a woman so have you had to adjust to uh have you had to adjust your relationship from being daddy's little girl to all right I'm your daughter but I'm an adult like how
1: I honestly don't feel like I had to adjust for for both of my bodies. I feel like it happened naturally because you know as a, as a teenager like I may have certain conversations with my dad and we talk about certain things, but we can only talk for so long you know <laughs> but now as an adult like <clears throat> we can have conversations for a while and it's a matter of like catching up what are you up to you got a promotion I got a promotion you know um, or it's a matter of just ha- being able to have adult conversations okay and being able to appreciate. <laughs> how your parents can actually be your friends, be your parent and your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to ask for certain types of advice or I can call call um, call my dad and let him know about the guy that I've been dating and trying to get some advice. Like let him know how he's been moving and like, let him <laughs> let him know like nah he's cut that short or nah, he might be like you know keep keeping it real with me and like yeah. give me the information that I need or you know uh, when I need to remember how to fix something. Okay, <laughs> what's the tool I need to use for this? Right. I forgot. I'm literally under the sink. Can you <laughs> can you tell me which spam Is it righty, tidy, lefty, look, what? Yeah, that's but, confusing. Um, I th- for me, it definitely happened naturally some, and it just became a way, like some conversations are easier to be had <laughs> and some of the conversations that, you know, or stories that I've heard from my dad in the past, now I understand, like, what they, you know, what those um, those stories and how they have value now.
0: So it um, sounds like even though you, you say that it's the same, there is a difference, it's matured. Because yeah. as a child or as a teenage person, you didn't seem seemingly want to be bothered. But now it's like, I appreciate every conversation that I have with you um and then the the conversations are longer and the advice is hitting now both Mm -hmm. so before you weren't you were like yeah yeah daddy don't know but now you're like yo daddy no let me call him about this and that so it it does change it does uh it's matured with your age which is a great thing yeah
1: so that's why that's why I think it doesn't feel like an adjustment I think like as I grew I also grew with them because I have such a close relationship
0: Mm -hmm.
1: with both of them it has never been a matter of, do they love me? Do they care about me? Because they express that to me openly, which I am very grateful for, because yeah. I know there are some men who won't even, they won't even utter the word love. You know what I'm saying? So I'm very appreciative to have two strong black men in my life who love and care about me and will be there for me at the drop of a hat. That's what's up. Um, with with what I may need, even though sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't wanna ask but they had the time where i needed to to reach out and they they had my back and they let me know like you know i'm always able to go back home if i need to even though deep down it's like okay i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> i'm always able to go back home but they openly express how they are proud of me um and at the same time you know i tell them i'm proud of them like the, the things that they do and they are able to um, accomplished and they and they grow man lives because you know mm-hmm. they still growing and returning the things that they do right. always continuing
0: to elevate to new heights no matter how old that we are so uh, check y'all out <laughs> oh my gosh I would say my relationship with my father um, has changed from when I was a child to who I am now um, as a child I don't remember ever hearing my my mom or anybody around me saying that a child stays in a child's place, but I felt like I was learned that, so as a child, I always felt like um, after my parents split, it was up to my father if he wanted to see me, if he wanted to spend time with me, like all these things, so um, I'm also emotional too, so there have been many times where I wanted to send a letter to my father or call him, just check in, like these different things, but I felt like shut down because uh, I didn't know how it would be received or if I would cry or get emotional and I didn't want that so I just learned to just like just not but if he called I would like be there to talk or something like that or if he visit I would get excited um but uh then I grew into like middle school age teen like high school age and um, around that time, it was like a mix with some kids who had their fathers there. And then um, a lot of us, because I grew up in the urban environment, who didn't have their fathers, where we would tease and say um, that we had sperm donors um, in our lives um, and just not knowing what it felt like to have a father there. Um, so then that made me feel um, hurt like remembering whether I said like if if it was a true memory or if it's because of things that I've heard but whatever I cycled up in my mind uh hurt because of what was and my thought of what could be like especially seeing one of my best friends at that time have a relationship with her father even though her parents were separated um you know he was there at the school events and just different things uh mind you my father would be there for like Special birthdays and graduation and everything, but he didn't live in Jersey, so it wasn't like he could always be there for every single thing um and then going to college, he would be there like when I had to get the surgery and my graduation and things like that, like he was there like in the highlighted moments, but the smaller moments count too um and that like hurt me. it was just like. I kind of want to say F that like you where's your effort in trying to build and have a relationship with me but then maturing and seeing how short life really is um like tugged at my heartstrings and then also realizing that I want to be a mom someday and I wasn't able to have I had great grandfather but As far as my grandfather being there, I didn't really have that because my mom's dad moved out the country and then my dad's dad was uh, uh, deceased before, like while my dad was a toddler. So I didn't really have an experience of having a grandfather be there the same way like I would want my dad to be there. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to, if I become a mom someday, steal the opportunity from my kid because of whatever relationship I had so the maturing factor steps in where that little girl habit that I had of wanting to write a letter or a call and everything stepped in and it was finally like I'm just going to write this letter I'm not going to read it back because that's what always stopped me before every time I read it back I would get so emotional I'm like I don't want him to feel feel this or hear this I would rip it up so this time when I wrote a letter I wrote it didn't read it sold it up with your addy Got the addy, so sent it off, and then that helped to rekindle our bond and and make something. And like I, I told him in the conversation that we had, can't go back to where we were. And even though when if you when you see me, you're remind, you're thinking about yeah, I'm not her anymore. I'm a different person. So our conversations that we have and any moment that we have together is going to be different. And we had to. Rebuilt this, and what I appreciated was that like he's not forcing me or wanting me to say dad or father, whatever I want to call him, I can call him um, because he that he understands like I don't feel that daddy's little girl mm-hmm. thing. So i I've, I've I've come to say pal um, or amigo like when I text him um that helps me to feel comfortable but we're defining our relationship as adults because it's been broken at some point because of something that a child didn't have any uh say so or anything in but you know it's it's a blessing to be able to rebuild that because some people like I know that um death happened before they could rebuild the bond with their father and that's something else that I didn't want to happen like you know, God forbid something happened to either of us and it's like thinking about that, like, yo, I should have, or could have, or what if, nah, let, let's just let bygones be bygones and then let's have a conversation. So that's how my relationship matured from what it felt like for me being nothing to, okay, let's work on this. Like we can set this precedent. We can We can define what our relationship is gonna look like. It doesn't have to look like the textbook version. Of what a daughter and father relationship is.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm actually very happy for you because, like you said, there are some people who have waited too long or have too much pride to want to try to reach out or rebuild that relationship or allow something to continue to have that relationship broken, and they don't want to, don't know how to have that conversation. Yeah. Um. So to say what you said as beautifully as you did in regards to <laughs> Thank you. how Thank you, you. viewed um the the rebuilding of that foundation to have a relationship again to mm-hmm. start um start start it basically in a sense start over um I think that that was very beautiful. Thank you. To do that. And it wasn't
0: easy if you're listening um if you're like in the same situation or the same boat that I wasn't or that I am in. It's not easy but it takes a it takes a first step in order to get the The path going, walking the path together. So, whenever in due time you feel like it's appropriate or that you can do it, go ahead. Or if you got to put a blindfold on, like I did, and just shove the letter in the mailbox, do what you think is best for you. Do you believe the relationship that you have or had with your father influences your dating relationships with men?
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. In what way? Yes, like I said before. So. On one scale, when I talk to my dad, I, you know, when I'm going through, like, a situation, I feel like something iffy is coming along, I'm, i and I'm, I'm explaining it out to a T, to my dad, and, you know, he going he gonna to run it to me straight. He going <laughs> to give me the real. He going he gonna to tell me whether it's the when they're coming up later trying to play me, or he going to tell me this is the A scenario, this is the B scenario, <laughs> matter of fact, this is the C scenario. I'm low-key talking like my dad. Um <laughs> Thank God. Um, but I say I also say yes because um I'm 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 a I'ma I'm split them up because my dad and my papa, they talk in two different ways. Okay. Two totally different personalities. So my dad, like he'll he'll give me like, you know, the 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 <laughs> heart, like <laughs> Give it to you straight. Yeah. No, <laughs>
0: no filter. No. Filter. No chaser.
1: Nothing. Like I'm <laughs> I'm really curious as to who I'm gonna bring home to him because <laughs> he's gonna rip that man. up. Right. But he also knows, actually both of my fathers know this, but when I by the time I do bring somebody home, this is somebody that is of uh some type of caliber to me, because I don't bring nobody home. Yeah. Like I I do not. So, um, on one aspect, I've been able to look at the relationships that my mom has had with both of my fathers and I'm able to decipher, um, like what I would want and what I would don't want, uh, well, what I don't want mm-hmm. in a relationship. Like I can see my papa and my mom and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm just saying like that's marriage goals, yeah. you know, like seeing like that's where they were to where they are now and how they're building and. Growing together, I'm like, yeah, that's marriage good. Or, like, seeing them together, like, walk in. And I've taken a picture of them, like, walking and holding hands before. Like, just seeing them together and how he loves and cares and provides for her. Um, like, I'm like, yeah, that's that's something that I, that's the relationship I look up to. Like, yeah. I haven't, like, my mom and my dad weren't married. My mom got married when she married my papa. So, um which well, i'll talk about the other part of it but what well, i was gonna mention <laughs> but um so i look at their relationship like as something that i look up to that i look forward to like having something similar like definitely not exact because mm-hmm. you know there's no exact formula or perfection to any relationship but that's something that i look to as far as like yeah i want that but i've also seen like i've seen the love well i was younger but i the love between my mom and my dad. I was because my papa's been in my life since I was eight. Okay. So that's she's big. <laughs> I'm old as hell now, so <laughs> that's a long time. Mm-hmm. So I've seen the love um, between my mom and my dad, and I can appreciate the fact that because of me and my sisters, they've been able to maintain um, a relationship and able to speak to each other and still have um, a respectful relationship like I remember when I was young and I think it also comes with just growing um because they were young in their 20s and I know how I was young and in my 20s like certain things just don't turn out the way that you expect them to so I've seen them argue I've seen them fight but I've also seen them laugh I've also seen them come to an agreement yeah and, um seen them come to a compromise like I've seen those things too I've seen all different aspects um of different types of scenarios of what can happen in Mm -hmm. a relationship and as an adult I understand why it didn't work out um so I'm like that definitely plays a part in how I um different things that I look for in a partner um and different ways I expect to be treated how I don't want to be treated yeah Um, but I will always always reach out to pops oh my god (laughs) like Yo, all right. So check this out. This is what happened. I'm going to need you to run down, like, what's going on? Let me know what's cracking. Yeah. Bring it down.
0: I never had my dad to do that with, Mm -hmm. but I had my brother, who's Mm -hmm. a dad. And I I looked at him as my mentor. So um, it wasn't always easy to go to my brother um, because I want to, like, come off, like, things are good and like i said earlier i usually keep my life private yeah. um, which he said was a problem and i got to get comfortable with bringing people around so that they can help me um, to vet the person and you know like do a little screen like like they could see cuz you know like when we dating we have our eyes are like lusty kind of yeah. thing but our friends and our family they could see clearly what's going on better than we can or see the yellow flags and the red flags and those things like that um, but I do like when I think about my relationship with my father. I do think like that's the first heartbreak that I've ever had, as a as a baby, as a you know toddler. That that's the first person who ever ghosted me. Um, in the eyes of a person who was used to being around my father, living with my father, getting picked up from daycare by my father, go, going to the dentist, like everything, dad, 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 and then all of a sudden you're gone. So having a, like. I don't know. I think grownups don't think of the impact that um, their relationships have on their children, mm-hmm. whether you're a loving couple and things like that, or if you're a grownup and going through a uh, discord or breakups and stuff, or having different men around, having different women around or getting married or things like that. Like, I don't really think, know if it's common for the parent to say, Hey, do you, how do you feel about me being with Billy or anything like that, it's just like they do things as run-ups do. Just like I said earlier, a kid stays in a kid's place. A kid stays in a kid's place. Grown-ups lives are separate. Now, the generations now are different, but uh, with us growing up, I don't know if people really took into consideration of how Yaya must be feeling that her parents are separated, um, especially at the age that I was. So I've kept that stuff to myself, but I just remember that every time something went south with a guy, I always thought the first person that broke my heart was my father. <laughs> you need some water, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: I'm not coughing at all. Right, huh? It's my allergies. I said I explained it before. It's that okay. it's very random. <laughs> Hold on a
0: second. Oh, see, they didn't even come that time. But that's that's I guess that's uh what I think about um. So I don't, I don't really I can't really say that I've had a, a proper example of what it's like to have a solid relationship i just remember my first boyfriend that i ever had you know talk about just different things and i at that point was like oh marriage isn't for me and then that person asked the boyfriend at that time asked why and i said well because nobody in my family is married my great-grandparents are separated my grandparents are divorced my mom and my dad is divorced so it's happening in patterns and guess what for me it might be a divorce I may as well not get married I I never thought that I could change the cycle or anything like that so that's what I saw but I'm trying to work to go against that odd and I love now that in my family there are now examples of people that's older they're getting married and my brother got married and my other brother got married so like okay and they're still married thank God so there there is hope and there is some positive light um And I'm the one who has to change that for myself. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. I know you will, girl.
0: Thank you. Because
1: I'm about to be at the wedding like this. Hey, y'all, what's up? So I'm I'm not having a wedding.
0: I'm going to go to the courthouse if I get married.
1: I'm about to tell y'all a story about my best friend.
0: (laughs) Then uh, the mic is going to go dead. (laughs) 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 All right. So the next question is, what do you admire most about your father?
1: you me to go first no, no no I can go okay they, they always provided no matter what like and I don't personally know like all situations that they may have gone through or they didn't necessarily isn't that the beautiful part though yeah, they didn't necessarily show that they ain't have it, mm-hmm. but they found a way to make sure that they robbed you to, and my sisters, to feed, yeah. give to Paul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me and mine. my sisters always had what we needed, even if it was a matter of having to, to wait, you know, or, you know, getting what we asked for a little later. We got it at a surprise. But we not knowing that that surprise took some time to, you know, maybe, you know, scrunch up those dollars, yeah. you know, to get that. Or, you know, just just, just small things. And I, I think I also admire the relationships that they have built with me. I, I admire that a lot. Like, I appreciate that I can call them whenever. I can ask them for anything. Like, they always will have my back. Like, I don't, there's no doubt in my mind from either one of my fathers as far as, like, me being able to count on them. And I, I admire that a lot about them um, like just the fact that they are there because I've grown up around a lot of young women who either don't know their fathers or who um, just don't have a relationship. Like they know who their fathers are, but they don't have a relationship with them at all. Yeah. And I feel very grateful. That I have the bond that I do have, and I'm beyond blessed that I can say that I have not just one, but I have two. Yeah, bonds that I can that I can count on. Like not a lot of people can say that. Like it's sometimes like one might be sometime, and you know this is just the one I talk to most of the time, the most of my time with. But I think for me, it's more so a matter of. Um, me admiring the fact that they they've always been around like regardless of whatever situation or whatever they went through like um, with my mom it didn't keep them from being around you know um, so yeah I, I definitely admire, I admire them for being men you yeah. know um, and being uh, and, uh, an example in my life as what
0: strong black men look like. I admire my father's openness and receptiveness um, because when I came to him, any person could have been defensive um, or just shut down, but for him to allow me to literally like throw water, I wasn't literally, but you know, just like throw at him, like all the emotion, all the stuff that I was holding and pent up at him and to hear me and to respond and to care and to love and to actually change. Um, that's what I admire because I didn't know what was gonna come from this. And I guess that's the beautiful part of it is that th- there wasn't like a, something that I was like, okay, if I do this and I expect this, there was no expectations. And the way that is happened, um, his openness and his receptiveness is like calming. And it's like, okay, there's there is light with this whole thing. It's not a burnt a candle that burnt out and won't uh won't light up again. So there's some hope here. That's what I admire. Yeah, it's come
1: on, admiration. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Um last question. What is what, oh, the last? Okay. Yeah, what is one difficult moment or conversation that you've had with your
1: father? Um I start with my pop for this one. I would say a difficult moment or moments mm-hmm. I would say is adjusting to him being in our lives, like me, my sister and my mom. Yeah. And then, like bring his daughter into the mix, like now nah, this is my sister. I was, like I told you, I, he's been in my life since I was eight. When that it initially happened, I was like, like well, who's mm-hmm. this guy? Like, why, mom, dad, come on, like, come on now. Why are you and mom not together? Like, yeah. what's going on here? I did not like him. I feel like whatever you like be in me, like it, it took, it took a lot. <laughs> for me, I think it, for me, it was a lot to like dislike him. And if anything like went wrong, like him and my mom, I would be like, "See, this is why protecting your mom." Yeah, um, because it just it took, and there was just a lot of things that happened, and I was like, "Why is he around? Why is he around? I don't like him. I don't. He's not my father. I'm not calling him my father." Um, which is also like one of the reasons I admire him so much is because he came into like um, my mom's life, but he also got me and my sister and my mom got you know a third daughter so it was the fact that you know they came together and created this entirely new family and despite the fact of how I may have felt about it how rude I may have been how crazy I, may I don't have want been. to imagine <laughs> um, how unruly I may have been and being stuck around and it's still around with my mom, and it just took some time for me to grow and understand, because I was literally a child, yeah, you know, trying to understand like why I can't, my, my mom and dad, right. like that, like it literally- ate Why my are
0: things changing?
1: Right. Um, even though part of me understood why, it's a matter of like, okay, but y'all could fix it. Y'all can work it out. Why, why, why is this happening? I don't like this. Yeah. Um, So it definitely took some time for me to learn, adjust, and appreciate um, my mom having her husband, her life partner, Mm -hmm. um, and being able to build a true relationship with him. I honestly can't remember, like, the moment that it flipped, because it it wasn't (laughs) elementary school. It may have been, maybe started somewhat... um, in middle school, a little bit, but it definitely took some time for me to actually like build and grow relationships, and actually like want to call, have a conversation, sit down, talk, have a conversation, without feeling as if you're trying to replace my father. Um, so like building that bond was like,
0: yeah, I had
1: several difficult moments in regards to building that, and then I would say one with my father my dad, um, <clears throat> there have been um, a few different moments where, you know, I just, some when I'm really passionate about something, I just don't know how to shut up, and I don't know how to, you know, end a conversation, so to speak, so there have been many arguments that me and my father have gotten into that have turned into more than what it should have been. And, you know, I had to, you know, chuck that one up to be um, is a, a battle that I cannot win. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm technically still his child and I, he is my father. And there's just some lines and boundaries that you do not cross with a parent-child um, relationship um regardless of how heated a conversation might be um but there have been a moment or two where you know i have crossed the line um and definitely came off as if you know i knew more than i knew and regardless of the fact of how old or how grown i may think i am one moment in specific when i think it was my first summer back from college and after being gone for a while, you know, she <laughs> you, exactly, um, I can't remember exactly how it started, but my dad basically had to come me back in my place, yeah, um, and let me know that, uh, you know, my shit do say, <laughs> you know, um, and that was hard for me, because growing up, like, my dad, he didn't, be, he didn't whoop us, um, he, he, he did not whoop us, but when he did, have to, like, put, if he, he did put his hands on us, it. it was a matter of, like, you know, you, you messed up. If you, if you, if you got it dead to a point where it's, like, all right, look, I'm going to have to, I got to hold you a certain way or hold you down um, or remind you <laughs> that I am your father, like, you know, you, you, know, you crossed the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so there's definitely been but some moments, but that moment in particular, when I came out from school, and he had a of mind, like, "Hey, you know what? You, stop talking. Stop needing to." That was that was a hard one, a hard one for me. I, I won't forget that one. But <laughs> yeah, I think um, the
0: most difficult conversation with my father was the last one that we had with. Uh, the reuniting situation because for different reasons like uh I guess for him just tiptoeing on conversation throughout the years because he know knew that I was a child so not wanting to say certain things as an a child as an adult to a child um but then as an adult you don't have to really filter anything um but then me too is like on the fence of man F this I don't care like I went all these 20 something years without this bond what do I need it for but then some like kind of still yearning um for it so just like just literally packing my emotions packing my bags literally driving to me halfway on the east coast to have the conversation uh just wanting to flee like even when I got down there I was like I can't do this I want to leave but um, I, I drove down there for a reason. I wrote that letter for a reason. Um, my dad responded and actually opted to me halfway and have the conversation in person opposed to, to the phone or letters. And it meant something for him too. So that's what got us both out there to have the conversation. But it wasn't the easiest. It wasn't the easiest thing. Um, it was scary. It was a lot of um in my head, like when we first got there and when we we're eating and like in my head I'm like when is this conversation gonna start when is it gonna start when is it gonna start um and then when it finally happened it's lot, like a lot of emotion coming out a lot of bawling of tears a lot of you didn't or you you couldn't or you weren't and like just like all of that stuff but letting it out it was hurtful because I don't want to say anything to hurt anybody like in general I just hold things in um because I don't want to like I know it could be a bullet to somebody so I'll just like just sever myself but I've done that so, for so many years so just to let that out was kind of like oh yeah. but it, it definitely helped to change our relationship and our dynamic and I'm grateful for it so that's what's been difficult for me um that's the end of our questions for our hot topic segment and uh yeah
1: wait i'm gonna share one more real quick okay i feel kind of sad right now okay i mean it's it's basically it's answering the same question but okay so remember i told y'all that i had like a difficult like time like adjusting to like my mom being with my papa and it's like i want to be with my dad i don't want to live here i want to live with my dad i don't want to be here no more Mm -hmm. so one time my mom was like oh you don't want to be here oh my mom did that too you want to go with your dad
0: I was what, like, like no, nah, I'll stay
1: here. She, no, she was like, all right, I was like, yeah, whatever. She's like, I'll right, go right
0: now. No, I said, when that happened to me, I said, no, nah, I'll stay. So
1: she, I don't know what time it was, but we got in the car. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to my dad's house. I ain't got to live here no more. Go to my dad's house. That man was waiting at the door with a belt.
0: Oh god. That is not changing it to not sad.
1: Sorry. It's it's funny to me now. It's not funny. <laughs> Can my dad that's the one time he's ever whooped me? Like whooped me and then sent me back to my mama.
0: Oh my god!
1: So yeah, I'm
0: sorry. I thought this was gonna be a happy moment, but it's. Not. I wasn't trying
1: to make a happy moment, but I was just saying. In light of, it's funny to me because thinking back on it now, it's kind of like you really thought you were about to say your dad, but if you acted up like that, no, dad told that. Dad but that's up. a good part I too with, with the
0: mom and dad yeah. dynamic too of co-parenting. Like you're not about to you disrespecting mm-hmm. your mom. Oh no, that's not right. okay. You disrespecting mm-hmm. your dad. Oh no, that's not okay. Like even though we're separated. We're still parenting you. We still want the best for you, and you need to behave one, and two, show respect. So, shout out to those Black right. parents. <laughs> they wasn't
1: planning that that night. Right. Go back home,
0: lay your hands down, go to sleep. Lay your, hand <laughs> on your head on that pillow and go to bed.
1: Right. All right. right. So
0: remember. Oh, my God. Thanks, y'all, for listening. <laughs> All right. Let's go to our next segment.
1: Ooh. So right. yes. Here we go. Yo, here we, what the heck? I was oh, like, what,
0: what's the song? I was like, in my head, I was like, it's time for an announcement. <laughs> then you started singing the song. I was like, wait. Y'all, okay I moved into the drew. She, was not she ready. wasn't ready She wasn't like this even as I started moving
1: she was not moving she was Cuz I was like what song is
0: it I go
1: Anywho it's Dang it! Now you got me singing <laughs> the wrong song. I love Here we go, things. yo. Here
0: we go, yeah. So what? So So what's so, the so scenario? And today's scenario segment. In
1: today's door <laughs> story segment. <laughs> while she trying to take over oh my, my God, intro? My bad. We are going to be discussing our favorite moments that we have with our father. Because after the end of the last one, we need some joys and some smiles in the room. Hey, we. we. Anywho, would you like to go first with your favorite moment? No,
0: you got two dads, so you go. Because it's going to take longer.
1: Oh my goodness, it's not going to take that long. (laughs) So I'll start with my pawpaw. One of my favorite moments that I have with him is when he was taking me to practice my basketball move. We would go to the court and he would help me perfect my skills. (laughs) Getting that left hand right, getting that right hand right, like teaching me how to, you know maneuver on the court around the time that I was playing I was playing basketball I would never forget that we were in Oakland so it was somewhere in the Oakland Hills the I, don't the I don't
0: remember
1: but it was I like in my mind like I can see it I can't remember exactly what it is but it's somewhere in the Oakland Hills and he took me up and um helped me perfect help me perfect my basketball skills and at some point i was actually able to make one of the left-handed layups in the game okay mommy. and i practice, practice my free throw practice my threes you know practice my dribbling practice all of that so that's like one of like the great memories I, <laughs> I hold near and dear to my heart is him taking me out on the court to practice to make sure i was ready for the games, you know so that's special to me and then i would say one that I have with my dad is us watching movies and shows together. Like, I grew up, like, watching all kinds of movies with my dad. Like, <laughs> lots of Black films. Um, but, like, my favorite is, like, sitting and chilling with my dad and watching movies and TV shows. Like, one of the things that we would do, he would call it, I think it was, like, Ratchet TV Thursday or something. I can't remember was. <laughs> But we would watch, like, all the reality TV shows that was coming on basketball-wise or whoever that else was coming on. Oh, Black Meets, nice. blah, blah, blah. Can't remember what else. Um, That's cool. Yeah, we, we did that. And I think, like, once I, when we weren't together anymore, I think one of the first, I mean, I hope I get this right. When we weren't together in the same house, the first show that we started watching and talking back and forth about was Breaking Bad. And we still do that.
0: So my dad
1: is probably he's still waiting for me to finish a couple of shows so we can talk about it. So after we finish watching the episode, we talk about it break down the episode predict what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. next what you like, what you didn't like. So So catch up Moni. (laughs) I do. I need to catch up my dad is like waiting for me to catch up on these shows because another season Mm. Uh, so so, yeah that's like that's my favorite memory that continues to be a favorite memory with with my dad is watching shows and now, since we're not together, we have to like we have to do a debrief on the show because you'll be mine.
0: That's cute. I'm
1: gonna catch up soon, Dad. I promise. As <laughs> soon as school is over and I got my summer break, I'm catching up on all the shows and then we're gonna discuss it because you know the next season the of Raising Cain is coming up, so I gotta be ready for that. She has so homework, she has summer homework. I have summer homework, so my dad could stop asking me if I finished it. <laughs>
0: Okay. Um I was trying to go through my memory bank real quick. That's why I let you go first. That's one of the reasons why I let you go first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say one of the most recent memories uh that I have with my dad was when I was dating someone, um I reached I wanted to tell my father about it. And I wanted to talk about it with somebody. Um and I just remember texting him saying hey I started dating someone I want to talk to you about it and that was different like I've never done that before even as far as like my mother or any other family member like my girls yeah but my family no so that was like something not just new for me and my relationship with my father but just new in general for me to say hey I start not that I'm dating someone but I hey I started dating somebody and I want to talk to you about it and actually having that conversation but then too shout out to him for not like listening and then just like uh just trying to keep things happy but keeping things true and valid like I don't know yeah that don't sound like even though I was honestly like I things did feel off to me at that moment but I was still trying to like look at the the brighter part of it but I still told the whole like he does this this but but this or he does this but he stays doing whatever and it's just like "Mm, I don't know it sound like this and it sound like that but I know you're gonna you're gonna do what you want to do but just like keep your eyes open for this one so even though like um whatever happened it was just nice to like yo this is what it feels like kind of thing to have a heart to heart dating talking about boys situation with my father so that's that was nice that's one of my right.
1: greatest uh, moments yeah
0: greatest moments and that's it that's
1: well, it? that was But well, what segment was this again it was the dorms <laughs> dorm dorm segment, segment which is before the announcement segment which we are about to head over into right about me and that's
0: on Betty Boop mommy okay let's go it's time for announcements it's time for announcements
1: it's time for announcements it's time for announcements now we in the right segment. yes
0: and i was ready with my dance um i want to say thank you to uh the co-hosts and the host of unpacked and detangled for having us during their uh, friendship episode of their podcast, yes. it was such a great time um, being on the other side of the mic. <laughs> right. that
1: was our first feature, of our, our first podcast. feature of a
0: podcast, and it was a great conversation. Um, just talking about our relationship with one another and the difficulties, the ins and outs of becoming, well, not becoming friends because I guess it wasn't that hard to become friends with you, but just maintaining our relationship over the. Years that we've been friends.
1: <laughs> um,
0: like, <laughs> and the distance, too, of over 900 something miles being right. apart, the different time zones, just staying afloat. So, shout out to um, Dr. Ronald Love. And oh uh, my God, I'm, dang, why can't I think her name right now? I'm so sorry. De- yeah, Deanna. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> i'm thinking dr k dr k uh, thank you ron and deanna for having us on your show if you don't listen to their podcast if you haven't heard of it it's unpacked and detangled make sure that you listen to them either on spotify or apple Podcasts. it's a dope podcast i don't just listen to or i didn't just listen to the episode that i'm on i listen to several of their episodes and it's really good so tap in a doctor black black doctors men and women so shout out to them for doing the damn thing
1: yes Absolutely. And y'all, you know, we cannot have an announcement setting without letting you know about a sale because (laughs) Juneteenth is coming up. So, you know, we don't have a sale for y'all for Juneteenth weekend. Yes. Let me think. That's a 17,
0: 18, 19. matter of fact, we're going to say 17, 18, 19.
1: And 20, because yes. I'm off of work on the 20th. Okay, because we off work and we outside. Yes. So the June team sale is going to be no code needed. It's going to be site-wide. Everything on the website is going to be on sale. Make sure you log on to Com <laughs> forward slash shop. Okay? And get to shop until you start dropping. Okay. Okay? Because I know what Slate is on sale, okay. I'll yes, it yes, Nothing. it's gonna be a regular
0: life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what's also going on that same weekend is Father's Day, yes. so we want to wish all the fathers out there a happy Father's Day. Whether you're going to go to church on that Sunday, whether you're going to go out to eat on that Sunday, whether you're going to the Juneteenth festivities like we are because we're not dads, so <laughs> we're, we're going to be there. But you know, shout out to all the fathers out there, whether you're a father. Whatever, maybe you a, th- a father or
1: whatever. I mean,
0: because they could be a plant dad, they could be a dog dad, they could be a dad dad, it could be a granddad. Dad dad.
1: Dad dad.
0: Dad. <laughs> dad dad. They could be a waiting for the baby to be born dad. Like it's mad
1: dads, you know. It is, it is mad dads. Mad
0: dads, happy dads mad on dads that are day. Dads. Yes, because happy Father's Day. <laughs>
1: this episode is dedicated to because. You know Father's Day is approaching. Yes. Father's
0: Day, June That's a hell of a day. Yes. And speaking of June, our question of the month
1: is: What is your theme song for summer 2022? Summer,
0: summer, summertime.
1: summer, June 20th, June 21st, one of those days all we know is right after Juneteenth summer is going to officially hit and we want to know what is the song that's going to have you rocking and rolling and being outside all summer long jamming in your car with your hair blowing in the wind dancing at the party, bending your knees, you know, getting down to the ground. Or maybe
0: not bending your knees. Not everybody could probably bend their knees.
1: Well, I, you know, I probably shouldn't have be been in my knees either. But as long as I take my money, what's going to have you, you grooving,
0: <laughs> grooving, and in the mood for this summer? Let us know down below in the comments or on our Instagram page. And I'm trying to figure out what my song is. So if you have any recommendations right. or anything, let us know in the comments. We're going to take a listen. And of course, soon we will be posting our response to our, our yes. question in the month.
1: And then, you know, we're you to win for a discount code. You can get something. I can love my shop as a gift for yourself. Or somebody else. Somebody else. And if you enjoy
0: our podcast, if you like listening to us, listen to us, whatever it is, or if you enjoy anything else that we do, hey, we got a lot of stuff going on. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to this can you subscribe to Instagram? I don't know, but if you can, do it. Okay.
1: You can Make sure that,
0: us on yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. Make sure that you tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Maybe you don't like, well, you look, you like podcasts if you're listening. Are you listening to- yeah, my bad. Oh, so but my you, friend show the podcast I haven't
1: listened to it yeah, But they should listen
0: to it too. Yeah, share 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 this episode with your father too. Yes. Ooh, listen to father. this episode with your father. Listen to that. Play episode it back. with
1: your father. Yes. Listen to it with him. Yes. That's a great idea.
0: And if you know of any events that's going on in the tri-state area, let us know. We will be hey, down, we to to we down to participate.
1: Down to travel to that tri-state area. You know it. Area. It, it ain't specific to one right so please let us know about events as far as you know we can bend somewhere we can spit a little something at our open life you know what i'm saying or you just having a cookout? out baby <laughs> <laughs> we we want
0: to come <laughs> i don't know <laughs> why yeah. That <laughs> but yeah thank you for your support thank you for following us and listening to us and this is another fun episode we're yeah. on episode nine so thank you and the season continues like, and the season and
1: continues, continues so, so- this conversation we got some more about the relationship that we have had with our fathers. We've never actually had a conversation like this before. Right. I feel like the podcast
0: And it's actually, recorded. Right. And the podcast actually open, has been opening up more conversations that we've never had. Very
1: interesting. Which is dope. I like it. I like it too. All I right. love it. Stay tuned. See you in two weeks. Stay black. Stay brown. Yeah.